0: So my name is Issa Bautora, also known as Pro VT. Started a very successful person training company, training your high-end celebrities. You got your CEOs becoming a influencer boxer, and then starting my own perfume company. Because I was consistent, I was hardworking, and I was doing it for free. You can't compete with me. I feel like I'm a great businessman. That's what it is. And I'm good with people. Mm-hmm. I'm good at connecting the dots. I used to get in trouble a lot. And I actually ended up in prison at the age of 15. And again, going back into prison was a massive change in my life because it helped me a lot, made me realise and unlock certain strengths in myself that I never knew I had. When I first started PT and I was actually homeless, I gave up my background, my business, my family, because I wanted to get away. Because, yeah, I came out of prison, I'm going to turn my life around. But my past was catching up with me. So even till the age of 18, I got stabbed twice. I was still living in my mum's estate. I was going through a breakup and all of that. But when I was in prison, I had a great time.
1: Really? Yeah. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters. And here's how it works. Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I love engaging with my audience with the Q&A and the polls. And I also love the fact that I can upload my video podcast onto Spotify because I know my audience love watching it sometimes when they're traveling on their commute. I highly recommend you give it a try and you can download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com forward slash podcasters to get started everyone and welcome back to another episode of a millennial mind if you haven't already please 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 can you do me a massive favor and press the subscribe or follow button wherever you're listening or watching to this only four percent of you that watch and listen to this podcast are actually following it and the bigger the show gets the bigger the guests get and the bigger the experience gets too thank you so much for all of your support so far let's get into the episode, Yusuf. <laughs> Welcome back to a millennial mind. <laughs> Welcome
0: back. Thank you for having me again.
1: No, you're my third guest, and I'll, I'll always remember you because obviously, when I started, I was really scared. Yeah. And I remember turning up to your house. And at this time, you were the celebrity PT and I thought was like a really big guest for my podcast. You still are, by the way. But at the time, I remember thinking, oh my God, so great. And I remember turning up and you being like, I didn't know I was on your podcast. (laughs) Am I I coming on your podcast? In that moment, I was like, oh no, he's not going to do it. How did we
0: get about... Because remember, I never used to manage my social or my meetings or anything. How did we get about...
1: Well, Alessia told me to come over and record with you.
0: So were you originally following her or were you following me? I was
1: following you. Wow. But I messaged your account and you were like, on your account, you were like, yeah, come over. Then I get there. Yeah.
0: yeah. And Alessia
1: was like, we'll do it together. So we did a podcast with both of you. Yeah. And I'll never forget, I bought this like wireless camera. Do you remember? (laughs) And I didn't know what I was doing with it because I'd borrowed it (laughs) of a friend. Literally. And you were helping me put it together then we recorded and you helped me put it back and i remember you being so kind and i was very scared of you by the way because well. six foot two <laughs> high. so bulky like yeah. opened the door and was like i'm not doing a podcast i was i was just scared and i think i was i was at the start of my journey so i didn't really know what I was doing, and yeah. this is where I always talk about, and you know, in the beginning, I was so rough around the edges, I still probably am now, when yeah, I compare yeah, yeah. myself to probably what I'll be in five years time.
0: But I feel like that's maybe one of the most natural things that we have right now in common, is the fact that we've done it, mm-hmm. and we've done it at the foundation at the start. I've mm-hmm. watched you grow, you've seen me grow. Mm-hmm. At the start, again, it was something that I, I wasn't aware of it, and then you turned up, and all of a sudden, we actually filmed one of my best podcasts, and I still use certain clips from that podcast in my recent videos, because... Yeah. I've done loads of podcasts. I've been on like the T V for it. I've done like BBC. I've done like big big platforms. But now I've come to realise from that podcast there, mm-hmm. the things that we expressed and the things that we spoke about, because again it was during lockdown. Yeah. It still relates home to me right now?
1: It does, yeah. And I think, you know, the conversation did flow really naturally. Yeah. So I'm very excited good. to have you back. I'm
0: excited for you again.
1: So for people who don't know who you are, tell me. Who are you, the man behind the balaclava? <laughs> the man behind
0: the balaclava, so my name is Issa Bartora, um, also known as VT. People knew me from being someone who started a very successful personal training company, um, training your high-end celebrities, your A-list celebrities, you got your CEOs, to then eventually put myself out there, becoming an influencer boxer and then starting my own perfume company. And now I've got my hands in different avenues. And you so 26. I'm 26, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's funny because obviously I know your story, but I think the thing that stands out to people a lot is, you know, your journey and how you started and to where you are now. I want to talk a little bit about your childhood because we spoke okay. about that a lot in the last podcast. And I think it's important to touch on that because a lot of people probably don't know that you went to prison. So let's talk around growing up in Tottenham. Okay. And then how eventually you got into prison. So
0: I grew up in Tottenham. Um, with my siblings, mm-hmm. had a mom and dad at the time. And we got very rough in a very sort of, i say low class end, mm-hmm. um, finance was always a problem. <clears throat> and I think with that said, I struggled in school, I yeah. struggled with being told what to do and I always had this sort of drive and the creative mind. And I just knew how to connect as puzzles. I was really good with people when it came to doing something I was passionate about or something I enjoyed or something I wanted to do so. From a very young age, I took advantage over that. I got myself involved in the wrong things because that's what I was surrounded by, of course. <clears throat> and I felt like, because things were quite tough at home and home wasn't really home for me and it was a very small house with a lot of us in it. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to go out there and feel like I had to prove a point. Mm-hmm. So I became good at anything I got my hands on. So whether it was positive or negative, yeah. I wanted to become their best. And I still live with that extreme mentality now. You know, I believe I'm an extreme. It's anything I want to, to do, I want to do at the best level. Or anything I get myself in, involved in. If I'm not doing 100%, I'm not doing it. So <clears throat> I realised I'm early, I was really good at everything that I put my mindset to. And if anything I didn't want to do, I'd be the complete opposite. And um, I used to get in trouble a lot. So from getting in trouble in school to then feeling the need to be outside and rebel against that and rebel against what I felt was not normal to the rest of the people because everyone else was doing one thing, I wanted to do the complete opposite and be judged. And I feel like, fuck it, I'm just going to do it properly. And, do the way I wanted to do it so then I got in trouble and I actually ended up in prison at age of 15 and again going back into prison was a massive change in my life because it helped me a lot. First of all discovering myself and the time I spent in the cell and the time I spent locked away made me realise and unlock certain strengths in myself that I never knew I had.
1: So why did you go to prison?
0: So I went to prison for basically being involved in a lot of crime. I was heavily involved in a lot of gang acts where a lot of my co-defendant got found guilty for it and I was proven not guilty, I got let out and I was actually given an opportunity by the judge to turn my life around and make a promise to myself and God and to the judge and the people that I'll never go back to what I was involved in. So what I believe I was heavily influenced and involved in Mm -hmm. because I had that mentality and that mindset to be the best at everything I was doing. So I thought when I was involved in crime, I had to be... Mm heavily involved in it and heavily, you know what I mean, invested in it, that I became good at what I was doing, but it was the wrong path. Mm. So I used them same skill sets and that same mindset to now implement it into something positive. And that's the reason why the transition was easy. Because mm. like I said to you, I'm an extreme. So when I want to do something positive, I'll do it to an extreme level. If I was doing something negative at the time or something wrong and I never had the right guidance and, you know, the right people around me, that's all I knew and that's all I focused on. So I took that chance and here I am now.
1: It's interesting that you said you were kind of an extremist because I get that, but what then made you go into prison and think I'm not going to become the best prison gang member or I'm not going to become, you know, the owner of this prison? What You made know you what?
0: Change? When I was in prison, I had a great time. Really? Yeah. Why? And it was it was a very easy transition and I, I adapted really well. <clears throat> I made really good friends. I learned how to survive. Um... Again, I used my time in there to develop skill sets that I still use now, Life. it allowed me to discipline okay structure training, um I learned a lot about my faith, which I still follow up to now mm-hmm. um, prayers, so like there was a lot of things there, and also just myself, like my mentor, like it helped me really think and 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 deepen my thoughts and made me realize who I am mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it gave me a lot of confidence. And I carry that confidence even now through harsh and through a place where I was so isolated and my freedom was taken away from me. And I was abused in prison by governors in the aspect where I went to jail when I was 15. So you can imagine, mm-hmm. I spoke about this on a podcast a couple of weeks ago where like governors will ask you to strip, bend over, spread your cheeks and cough and there'll be an old man with a torch mm. making you feel vulnerable. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like things like that, which you can't, Eliminate and you only realise when you get older, right? I used to get abused. Yeah. Because that's, that's mad. Of if you're and that's mad at the age of 15 to expose yourself like that, you know. And then after on top of that, they're making jokes about you whilst you're there. And you can't say nothing because okay. you're about to get locked up in a, in a cell and your your freedom's taken away from you. You're in a cell for 23 hours and a half, what do you do then?
1: Yeah? 23 and a, 23.
0: 23 hours and a half. Especially at the start, unless you, like you're well behaved and you know what I mean? Like, but like with me, I think when I went in there, I went in there with the wrong mentality and the wrong mindset. I wanted to be the cool kid. So,
1: right. So what made you change then? Because it sounds like you went in with this attitude of I'm going to, you know, whatever, I'm going to be the best or I'm going to be the cool kid. And then you came out of it like a completely transformed person. My confident, without- you know.
0: I think my confidence made me realise it's not even that bad in there. It? It's bad, but it's what you make it. And... I, I truly believe God gave me a second chance and that judge really helped me wow. because he said to me, I remember I went to court for seven days, five days, Monday to Friday, every single day and trying to get myself back out to recreate something and it was the conversation I had with God and what I was implementing in court. I pretty much manipulated the judge to give me a second chance. When and you he say manipulate, me. what do you mean? just certain conversation. I believe, like, out of all my co-defenders, <clears throat> I don't know, I just knew that this wasn't me anymore. You know? Mm-hmm. And I truly had that confidence that I will make a change. And this was the things that I was saying to him. I was so confident that I'm ready now.
1: Yeah, so you believed it. You weren't yeah. manipulating him, like, lying to him. You actually nah, believed not within yourself. In the
0: sense where, like, I would, my confidence and my belief and everything made him be, like, there you go, Cole.
1: There's a lot of people that go to prison that are, you know... And when like, I mean um,
0: manipulative, going back on that, yeah, manipulate. sometimes people look at it from a negative perspective, yes. but there's also a positive perspective. Someone who's confident is a form of manipulation as well. Someone who's well-spoken. Mm-hmm. Someone who's very direct. Do you know what That's I mean? That's true. And um, I think smart, wise people love that. Especially mm-hmm. myself. I want to speak to someone who's confident, who's manipulative, who's very direct. Who, If they want something, this is what they want. They're mm-hmm. going to get... So I know what to expect, and I know what to deliver towards that person.
1: I like so that. that That's sense. a good way to look yeah. at it and reframe it. So there are a lot of people that grow up in gangs or bad neighborhoods and, and they go, they end up in prison. Yeah. Do you think at the moment in prison, there is that kind of rehabilitation reform system there? Nothing. No?
0: Nothing, nothing at all. Um, it's down to each individual. Most of the people I know I was in prison with are back there now, or are mm-hmm. still doing what they were doing. I don't, I don't think there's many people who change. The people who I meet now who have changed or achieved something are people from random areas or people who have done something and utilize social media and have seen that success or seen that growth or heard their stories or related to them by listening to a podcast. But not many people make it out. And this is the reason why now I'm involved with this, which I explained to you earlier, which was becoming the face of the education in prison now.
1: Talk to me a bit more about that.
0: So one of my good clients, um, he now works just underneath the global system I think what's it called global universal system I think it's called mm-hmm. it's a massive university company and they own most of the Education so they own a lot of colleges they own universities and now they've just bought the education system in prison wow. and they want me to be the face of it because of my story because of my journey because of what I was able to accomplish and because again I'm still young 26 I'm very relatable mm. to these people
1: and you can show them that there's a way out
0: and not only that, I've, I've approached it from an aspect without any qualification, without any degrees, without any form of education, but using strategies and using social media, and using the network and the people and myself as a character to accomplish something to show people that like, you can do more than think. Oh, your criminal record, or you know, what I mean, you need a certain degree to accomplish something.
1: I think a lot of people say that once you've gone to prison, you know. It's very hard to move, on. No, let's just take the worst thing possible someone could have done. It's very difficult to forgive that person because how could they have done it in the first place? But at the end of the day, what is that person meant to do at that point? Do, if, if they've done something really terrible and they regret it and they've gone to prison let's say for however many years yeah. and then they've come out I really believe that people should have the chance to have a second 100%. chance you, because what do you want people to do because if we're in a society where we don't forgive people and we don't believe anyone can change then all we're doing is telling them to continue with their criminal acts 100% so I'll ask how you a question you, yeah. do
0: you have you ever committed a crime?
1: Mm, not
0: legal not a proper one or I've done a mistake
1: yeah, of course. I made several mistakes.
0: A mistake that you think if it was someone else they could have got in trouble for it?
1: Um no.
0: Go back on your years. Accidentally, even for something not intentionally.
1: Maybe. I don't know. I believe everyone's committed some sort of crime. I definitely walked out of Woolworths with, with um a pack of pencils and then I didn't go and give them back. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. I was like six, but I was like, I remember walking out with like these pack of pencils, and then when we got outside, I was like, to my mum, oh my god, and she yeah. was like, go and give them back, and I was like, it's too embarrassing, and she was like, go <laughs> yeah, and give them yeah, back, yeah. and then I didn't. I felt so embarrassed. Yeah. But I've stolen pick and mix sweets. I there used to do go. it when I was a kid. So I believe
0: everyone commits a mistake. Yeah, but it doesn't mean you got to judge them upon that, no matter when they've done it in their life. Mm-hmm. I know some people don't commit any crime and then do a mistake in their older age, but the consequence sadly is when you get older, mm-hmm. you're treated different to someone who's younger you are but i still believe people deserve a second chance i do because you don't know where they are in life and sometimes people are not aware of it and some people are affected by like i said some people can be even intoxicated and commit a crime not intentionally some people can be in a bad mental state and commit a crime mm-hmm. intentionally and
1: and some people often don't have choices yeah. in terms of when they're younger who they're influenced by, what they're influenced by, and what the drive is. Like, I do truly believe that. And I think that it's very easy to judge and say, yeah, but you should know what's from right and wrong. But when you're younger, you don't. The environment, your environment really impacts you. And that's why I always say it's so important to have good people around you, a good system around you, feed your mind with positive things, because it's so, easily, it's so easy to change. Of course, 100%. So you, I think
0: change, change the come kind of within yourself. You have to just make that choice. Yeah. and you have to make a promise and that you need to make that agreement with yourself for me it was easy because i had faith in god and i feel like if you can make a promise and faith in god it's easy for you to make faith uh, so to make a, a promise to yourself mm-hmm. you know because then you're no longer just accountable for yourself but you're accountable for the higher power
1: were you christian growing you
0: know? up no you weren't no i was muslim yeah
1: oh you were muslim growing but up i wasn't okay.
0: practicing until i went in prison oh. because when i felt empty and lonely and lost I tried to turn towards something and I, I just wanted to feel safe. I wanted to feel at peace and I wanted to feel and bring back that confidence that I had mm. and praying helped me find that. That's so nice. Yeah.
1: So you went to prison when you were 15. When did you get out?
0: Well, before I was 16.
1: Before you were 16. Yeah. So tell me, what happened then?
0: What happened then? Um... <clears throat> I still had a lot of conditions that I was under, so like Mm -hmm. TAG, home arrest and all of that. Okay. But I started training and I helped myself lose weight on my own when I was in prison, which helped me inspire a lot of people. Okay. Um, Back then was BBM, was a platform that we used Mm -hmm. to promote ourselves and I had a massive following starting off from there. So I was able to inspire a lot of people, yeah. i never had about a few thousand BBM subscribers or ads, whatever they're called.
1: I didn't even know you could do that on BBM
0: yeah like friends like ads i had thousands oh i see i
1: thought i was yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. bbm blackberry messenger blackberry, yeah. yeah yeah could you i can't remember i thought it was only on your phone yeah
0: on your phone but it was like broadcast people broadcast so you can grow a big page and oh,
1: yeah, you're, yeah you could broadcast yeah you can broadcast before. so okay. i had a
0: big i had groups i had like females males money like i had like whatever i was doing back then i had right. like groups for each each individual thing that i was doing and I was making money from my BBM. But then when I came out, I used that same BBM to promote my fitness journey.
1: Okay. And then you and it was my
0: finished. weight loss. And it was Facebook at the time. Okay, So I used to post my before and afters, and I thought, you know what, I can give people free tips and advice. Mm. And it built my confidence in that element of now I'm going to come with PT. And then I did my course, I was qualified. Mm-hmm. By the time I was 18, I was fully qualified. Okay. And I was like, where do I start? I started trying to plant my seeds offered three PT sessions, gave up what I was doing at the time, which was the rickshaw bikes in central London. You know them three-wheel bikes? Yeah. So I ran that as a business with my family. My um, family, me and my two brothers, we were literally hiring them out and going around and learning skill sets that now has helped me with everything I'm doing now, wow. like sales, like providing a service, customer service, mm-hmm. paying rent, trying to make money back like pay storage and all these things that back then I didn't know what I was doing but I thought you know I'm gonna give this a go and we became really good at it we became really popular and then gave that up to follow my dream which was to become a person trainer and then when I became a person trainer implement the same strategies provide a good service plant your mm. seeds you know like pay your rent do this
1: so how did you go from being a PT to then getting all of these celebrity clients? Like you've had Molly May, you've had Demi Rose, you have... It was the
0: same formula. The formula that got me really viral and got me the client I was working with was I gave to them a service, I offered them something for free, mm-hmm. I created something for them so they can either post for myself or for them, and I made sure that they got the results so they can refer me. And then again, it became a snowball effect after that. So when I first started PT and I was actually homeless, I gave up my background my business my family because i wanted to get away because yeah i came out of prison i'm gonna turn my life around but my past was catching up with me so even till the age of 18 i got stabbed twice <gasps> i was still living in my mom's estate and um i was going through a breakup and all of that but that gave me drive to just let go and i thought if i can spend time in prison and live in a prison cell what stops me from living in the gym where i'm in an environment where i want to be in where i had a dream and a passion to grow and achieve something that if I can sleep in a prison so why can I not sleep in a stable toilet and sacrifice this six months now to have a vision that in one year's time what I'm giving back and what I'm doing I can develop something and build a demand for myself like I did when I was in the streets when I used to supply something to someone I used to give them something for free knowing that they might call me back if I left my number there same thing in the gym I was giving them free services knowing that if I gave them something they can one day bring it back to me and then after a year my demand became so high and I literally had my phone, my email, everyone was like, I want pro PT. I want him to train with me. And I grew my hair, I wanted to stand out, I wanted to be different to everyone else. And I was like, Rare, who's this guy? He's nuts. <laughs> he changed like a madman, he's got long hair. Like, who is he? He's got so much energy. He's giving away free classes and he's preteen for free. Like, we want to train with him. And I was like, Cool, I've got all this demand right now. I can implement it into my PT business, made a lot of money, and then did that same thing with the celebrities. Reach out, reach out, reach out. When they came in, offered them free training session, gave them content, gave them results, dating and their friends. By the time I built enough demand for myself, everyone wanted to trade with me. Mm. So it became an easy formula. And I implemented everything.
1: Who was your first celebrity client?
0: Um, first celebrity. I- I'll say, like, I worked with micro-influencers who were managed by man- good management who had celebrities underneath them. Got it. And it was because the manager saw me train these micro-influencers, they're like, well, we've got this client that wants to work with you now. Oh, wow. But at this time, they were paying for it because they're like, I was busy enough, I had yeah. enough content and I had so much value and I had enough of a demand for myself. And it wasn't just the celebrities because celebrities, like, great for exposure, but when you got the owner of, like, Next, your client, your owner of Lipsy, mm-hmm. like, you're working with just, you're working with these companies and these brands. Again, no one knew my history my past at the time. Oh, they didn't? No. No one, and on social media you wouldn't even know what I look like. Because I never posted myself. It was literally the people that were working for us, my brother, and the clients.
1: Were you scared to say that?
0: No, nah, I wasn't scared. Why? Um my my really loyal close clients would have known of it. Mm-hmm. And um they were like my mentors at the time. <clears throat> so I feel like for them, they encouraged me to speak about it. Like that's your story. Mm. Speak about, that's gonna get you places. And I did do that, but then the reason why I didn't want to do that at the time because I just wanted to focus on people. For me, it was like I was getting a strive and a, f- a thrill from helping others. It was never about it was never about me. And then I realized people now want me, and I was like, how can I take advantage over that now? How can I use that as a business and make money from it and monetize it? So I was like, well, my followers are, are getting caps right now. It's repetitive. It's boring. <laughs> put the man behind Pro out there. Mm-hmm. Put myself out there. And showcase what I was doing before I even put myself out there. Was, was my extreme runs, my mm-hmm. crazy. You know, what I mean, I ran from Brighton to London. I ran from Cambridge to London. All these crazy things, yeah. Which people before social media never knew I was capable of doing these things. You know.
1: So do you think do you do these things for likes?
0: No. Nah, I do it because I have it in me, and I want to market myself. Mm-hmm. So I implement what I'm, what I'm uncomfortable in doing yeah. with what I'm good at doing, with Trying to market myself to be like again like the streamer's mindset of myself, being the best and being everything I know I can I can do just doing it at, at a level where people just have to make a comment and, and judge me for it
1: and I guess you were doing it before it's just you didn't advertise on The yeah yeah I remember coming to train with you in your studio Yeah. <laughs> and your energy is. Is crazy. You do feel very pumped up, right? And I do remember having a lot of endorphins after our session. And I also remember in lockdown, you were doing a lot of free sessions in the park. So one of the things you've been doing from the beginning is giving back to the community
0: from the start, from the age of fifteen. So way before in prison, and I carried that charity, charity, yeah, way before fifteen. Like it was, charity is in our faith. It's one of our five pillars. So I carry that in me. When I came out and they just said to me, give something back to the community, it was clean the parks, doing like, um, it was called kicks at the time, like five-a-side power league, but it was for the young generation for schools and stuff, getting the community together and coaching them football, even though I wasn't good at football, but that's where I learned my skills that then I used those football coaching skills to teach my classes. And when I first started teaching my classes, I failed because I was trying to teach football skills, (laughs) like boot camp training for football players, to like elderly people and like young girls in the gym, and it didn't work. So I thought, "Yeah, well, this is a fail." But I never gave up, and I practiced and practiced. And I was like, "Cool, how do I grow these numbers in classes?" So I started watching what the big people were doing, the people who are smashing it and have a big audience, have a big following. And I'm like, what well, they're using this kind of music. My music genre doesn't work. Let me adapt that. Oh, now they're doing these sort of exercises. What well, this strategy? Then what? Let me try this. Then I once I built that platform, and I copied everyone else. I twisted it mm. and then had my own thing going for myself. And because I was consistent, I was hard working and I was doing it for free, you can't compete with me. And again, my colours, coordination, the colours I I was wearing, my hair, my energy and the fact that people will see all these celebrity clients, they will see all these, like all these clients and all these audience and thousands of people come to the park, but who's the man behind it? Mm. People will come to me and be like, is that you? They're expecting like, I don't know who they're expecting, but people first impression was like, what? Because mm-hmm. you never sold me. And then instantly they fell in love me because my energy is crazy. And then from that, we carried a community. Mm-hmm. And then lockdown came in and it was like unexpected. It was um, yeah. and like, I worked around it you and did. I worked around it really hard and I tried, but then I came to realize like, all right, I got all of this, but why am I trading my time for money? And that's where the idea of creating a fragrance company creating a product that I was passionate about and I believed in, and I always liked smelling nice. And one thing people liked about me was like the way I lived, the way I carry myself. And I'm a clean person, <clears throat> I like smelling nice. You came to my house, you know mm-hmm. you know what my house is like. Mm-hmm. You know, every, I'm very OCD. Yeah. So everyone used to always come to me about my smells. So I thought, you know what? Let's come up with a product, let's try this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's what we did. And now we're here and we're smashing it.
1: So talk to me about that transition, because obviously you were known for being a PT. It was your passion. It was something you yeah. enjoyed. It was something that got you out of prison. All of that mentality and discipline. Why the sudden pivot?
0: Forgot to mention, I feel like I'm a great businessman. That's what it is. And I'm good with people. Mm-hmm. I'm good at connecting the dots. So yeah. all along, yeah, I became successful, but I think because of I am a businessman, that's what it is. That's the that's the core behind it all. So I feel like anything I'll do right now I'll be good at. 'Cause it's the same. It's a formula. I feel like business is a formula. If you got if you can put the equations together, you can do great at anything. As long as you love it and you're willing to work hard for it and you're willing to create value, which puts you in an advantage with your competitors, helps you save money on marketing because you're able to give something mm-hmm. and you're able to build that trust and that real relationship with people, then you can smash at anything. So And what? don't chase money. Chase the numbers. Which numbers? For likes, follows. Really?
1: 100%. No way. All right, if you want to
0: start start up a company and you never had an audience, what are you paying for?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: To get your brand out, you're paying for marketing.
1: What about your purpose? In what sense? So your purpose
0: is what you believe in, isn't it?
1: Correct. So isn't that the authentic. most important thing?
0: That's the foundation, but once you discovered what your purpose is or the products you want to sell or the service you want to offer, how are you going to get it out there? You need numbers. And how do you build how do you build those numbers? Because isn't aren't you just
1: chasing a vanity metric.
0: I feel right now it's easy because we've got social media. You can post something viral, and then that's it. And to keep practicing, keep an eye what's doing really well, copy, twist mm-hmm. it, keep posting, be consistent. Like, don't be disappointed when the numbers are not there, and don't be disappointed when you're not getting what you expected to get. Just keep trying and keep going, and all of a sudden it makes sense. It will just make sense. And then, like, what you're... There's a there's a message behind what you're really trying to do. You know, like, i wearing a ballet. There's a reason why I'm wearing a ballet. Mm-hmm. This content's going to go viral. And everyone's going to question. it. like, why is he wearing a mask? Take it off. It's embarrassing. What is he trying to do? We know what you look like. Well, if I just stood here and I spoke, the chances of you just flicking through. You'd be like, oh, yeah. Probably another one of a ordinary podcast if I'm interested i if, if I'm not interested if I'm subscribed I'll follow free. if I'm not subscribed <laughs> yeah it looks cool yeah we hear oh she's repetitive well now oh who's this guy
1: mm. why well,
0: has he come in the belly oh let's click on this oh okay makes sense let's see his highlights what does he oh celebrity PT oh what your tour okay mm-hmm. do you get it so
1: mm-hmm. so everything's very strategic with you very strategic you and I play strategic games okay tell me some of them
0: the best game I played connect 4 if you've got time, at the end...
1: I'll smash you in Connect Four. <laughs> I'm great at Connect Four. No one ever beats me. Put on, on you.
0: You know what? Yeah, you believe in everything I spoke about right now. If you really are good at Connect I'm Four... I'm really
1: good at Connect Four.
0: Do you relate to what I've said? Where do
1: you start? What's the first position you put it in? In the middle. So do I. Then?
0: Keep going in the middle.
1: I go at the end. Why? Because when I put it at the end, yeah? So I put it in the middle. I put it at the end. The next person will put it here and I'll put it here. It's very easy to win. I'll show you. Uh, Got uh, it? Yeah. <laughs> what well, quickly. No, yeah. not now. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> not on camera. No, like,
0: I'm My whole train journey here was on Connect Four.
1: Okay, tell me the meaning behind that.
0: It's just, uh, it teaches you how to take steps ahead. Like, it makes, it teaches you how to plant your seed and you're dealing with competition and life you're dealing with competition obstacles. So the opposite opponent is your competitor. The opposite opponent is, like, every time they drop something, is your obstacle, and you have to try win. The the, and the aim of the game is to win, and I believe in always winning. I know, anything I do, I know because I, I, I only do it because I know I'm going to win. And to win, you've got to be strategic. But what? to back it, you mm. need to have be consistent, you need to work hard, you need to have the confidence that comes with it, the energy, the strive, and you just have that winners mentality, you like the obsession.
1: Do you think you're born with
0: confidence? Mm, nah, yeah. I was very insecure. I was a fat kid. I used to rebel myself, I used to tell myself, maybe being fat, like, I'm just going to accept it, and I'm going to be confident, and I just pretended to be confident, I used to pretend to be the funny person, yeah, it got me to a certain level, but when you're battling your health, are you really confident, when, like, being uncomfortable in yourself takes over you, are you really confident, what, because everyone likes you, but how about inside you, like yourself, <clears throat> you know, and that's that's one of the things and that's why I think uh, I wanted to really encourage people as, as much as people follow the trends right now and say love who you are and what you look like and everything yeah I said an element of that but how do you feel inside like don't become acceptance when you know it can affect your health because it's not good you know if you're really trying and you're exercising and you know you're trying to make a change you're trying to stay fit and healthy which is the most important thing in your life because it's the mm-hmm. only thing it's the only selfish act I believe we should work on. It's working on ourselves, physically and mentally. Apart from that, you should be a selfless person. You should be a person for others. You should give, give, get. Give. Talk about it. my whole life. Like my biggest life insurance is the people I impact and the people I help. I take everything away from me. Take my success, take my finance, take my mindset. One thing you can never take away is the people that I impact on the daily basis of the people that I've helped, the people that I want to help, and what I truly live for, which is creating value that you can never take that away from me, and that for me is my life insurance. The more people I can have, the more confident I become, I become the more wiser, the more opportunities and like everywhere I go, like I'm just respected because of that, because of that.
1: I always say that competence equals confidence. And the more and more you do something, the more and more confident you'll be. 100%. At the beginning, I don't think any I don't believe anyone's born confident. No. I think some people are naturally more people people or, you know, some people enjoy public speaking like you and I probably yeah. do. And there are some people a little bit more introverted. But that doesn't mean you're not confident. I agree. And so, okay, so talk to me about your boxing set journey.
0: So with a boxing journey, I was going through a breakup and... Um, in the meantime, I'm trying to build your Torah and it was affecting me because it was like the first three months of really like building a company mm-hmm. from scratch. And I let go of Pro PT to just Dead. focus on the fragrance. And I still had a gym in my house and I still had the demand and the client. But I was like, nah, like I need to go back. And I miss the struggle. Like I became so big in person training. And I was like to myself, if I won't have kids one day, yeah, I don't want to be like my dad. Is a PT, I want to interview, my dad's a boss man, he owns this, he owns this, he owns that, but I was so sucked and so credited and so valued and everyone looked at me like, oh, you've achieved it, you've come so far, you live in a mansion, you do this, you do that. And I'm like, but deep inside, I'm like, I feel empty, I feel lost, I, I feel like I haven't accomplished anything. I'm tired of being known for that. I was like, I want to go back to square one, I'm going back to the groundwork where I first started and replicate that same formula. Mm-hmm. And I did that with a fragrance. Me and my brother got a table, <clears throat> went to every single station, gave away freebies, s- tried to sell oud, started for the oils, went into bottles, and then within three months, smashed it. Got a marketplace, absolutely annihilated the place, made a lot of money, reinvested it. That's one thing about me, I, I don't like money, I like reinvesting money. So when money comes quick, I don't like holding on to it, I don't like feeling I've got money. I like to just pump it straight back into it, and I believe that's the best way to grow on it. Don't chase money, chase the numbers again. And then once you have that formula in place, your confidence goes up. And like, once we accomplished that, and I was going through the breakup, I was like, I need something mentally. Like, fitness is always my key point and my key. The first thing I turn to after my prayers. Like my prayers, I've regimented every single day, five times a day. But my physical well-being, my mindset, and the creative side. I have mm-hmm. two training sessions. I've got my cardio. Where it helps me create my marketing strategies and my imagination stuff, but my physical training, which is my strength or my like weight training session, will be like, uh, this is like if you're pushing 100 kg and you can't go more than 100 kg for one more rep, that's to teach you like in business, you're here now. Cool, you might need to rest or like you can push a set limit. You got to stop and you got to wait till tomorrow to come back to it. Doesn't mean you're failing. Doesn't mean you lost. And like, if you keep going next week, you're going to push 110. Mm-hmm. So if you keep pushing your business, you feel like you're hitting the wall. Sometimes it's not you're hitting the wall. You don't give up. Just it takes time, patient. So that's what my strength training teaches me and how I implement into my business. And then I combine the two together. And then everything I do outside of training becomes easy.
1: A lot of ideas are saturated now. And the fragrance industry, a lot of people would say saturated. So tell me how you kind of broke into that.
0: How I broke into it, we came up with our unique smells, and I've given you the little mm-hmm. packages, you can smell Very them. Very excited. And um, from that, I realized there's also a big demand. Everyone likes smelling nice. The commercial and the uh, bigger companies out there are overpricing themselves because they can, because they've done really well. And, and big up to them, they're a big inspiration for us. But there's also a massive culture, a massive like people out there who can't afford it and still want to smell nice. So mm-hmm. we, be, we were able to recreate designer fragrances without designer price. So that's our first selling pitch. Now that we've established that we're going to keep that for that audience. Now we've, Now we're focusing on creating our own collection, more premium. Mm-hmm. So having that high end audience, but also supporting the majority, which we believe like that's where we come from. And we believe that it's fair that everyone should feel accepted. Mm-hmm. And everyone can be a part of this journey with us, and then <clears throat> using this brand now to go into other ventures was keeping the name the same. Mm-hmm. So and
1: that's why what are you Torah.
0: Why are you Torah? So why is Yusuf? Mm-hmm. A is my mom, dad initials in gold, and then my son is Boa Torah. So Torah is the second half of my surname, and I just wanted to have a brand that so was was a bit more personal. Like property was because I created a name within the PT industry Mm -hmm. that was different and now I wanted to be professional I wanted to take it serious but not be professional at the same time so that's where Pro PT comes from and I feel like I am Pro PT like where I go Pro PT Pro PT (laughs) rather than Yusuf so then your tour is like I don't even want to be the face of it again I don't want to put my face out there I want to build a brand and a company for my family now it's me and my brother on board we've got a team of six of us now and we're going to grow massively like we sat down yesterday with some crazy people and we're about to take this company to the next level and that's our goal this year and going back to the book that you gave me mm-hmm. i can't wait to use that because what you have in your book
1: mm-hmm.
0: the notebook you gave me is yep. it's everything we sat down before the we planner, got here and yeah. spoke about so the yeah. planners like you gave me something right now that's so valuable you don't understand Aww, that literally you. we were talking about it before we came here and he's like, You said, why have you not got a whiteboard? Because we used to have a whiteboard in our old house yep. with the whole property stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. And he's like,
0: why haven't you got a whiteboard? And I thought like, no, you're right. We're going to get a whiteboard. And when I spoke about myself in my head, I thought, I'm going to start writing these notes down. Mm. Short-term goals, long-term goals. How to stru- structure it, how to break it down, what to do. And your planner literally ticked all the boxes. So when you showed me, I was like, I asked me. <laughs> <laughs> The
1: reason I created that planner is so many people have a goal and they think, yeah. I really want to achieve this. How are you going to do it? And when are you going to do it yeah. and what specifically are you going to do because i can say for example i really want to grow my business in, this year by how much yeah. which brands do i want to work with when i'm going to reach out to them how am i going to find their email address what's my message going to say yeah. there's so many components that are involved with a goal and so many of us don't break down those actions and that's why i do these workshops and that's why i created that planner because it, it makes it easy for you right so i think that it's really key to have really clear goals Going back to, in terms of your your main purpose and vision of helping other people, how are you doing that at the moment?
0: In many ways, one one bit will probably be my content. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that I've got 60, 66,000 followers and I still engage with all my DMs. I try to respond to everyone. To even accomplish 60, 66,000 followers is mad. Mm-hmm. And to still have that very high engagement and to still get loads of messages. And a lot of them have been there from the start. Yeah. Um, i say probably last year I gained an extra 20,000. So their new audience and I'm still interacting with them. Over TikTok,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think I've got like 50 million views on my hashtags. Wow. And then I've got like 12 accounts, very viral on TikTok. Even going viral on TikTok was a strategy I wanted to imp- implement and I became viral in three months. No one knew me on TikTok and TikTok is a different audience to Instagram. Why? Such a negative, such a Oh, it's very, very low. negative. Yeah, yeah, but I love it. I strive with it and I feel like... The majority of the world is negative, so you gotta give them what they want, and then manipulate them into something positive. So taking that negative and converting to something positive, they're gonna hate. Show them and and make them um, make them understand that you don't care. You know what I mean? And then they all of a sudden they stop with the hate, they stop with the negativity, to you, and then all of a sudden they follow your journey, and then they jump on board and they become a customer. So
1: have you always been someone who doesn't care about other people's opinions? Yeah,
0: never.
1: Really? Yeah, never. Why? Why do you think that? Um, As a kid, were you told I, we, it wasn't important? I was
0: told that only, only God can judge you, so that always stayed in my head from a young age. And if only God can judge me, how, who, like, who are you to judge me?
1: So Did you ever feel upset? No, I struggle.
0: Really? To feel upset,
1: yeah. How interesting. Cause... I struggled
0: to feel upset. I struggled to feel let down. I struggled to hold things personal. Obviously, I, I might.
1: You have emotions, you're not a robot. I do have
0: emotions, but I might like, I might show it sometimes to make people feel comfortable, but deep down, I laugh at everything. Really? And that's one thing I used to struggle, to sit in interviews or meetings or like, with certain people, because they'll be telling me something, trying to put me down or trying to, make, and I'll laugh. And I know where that comes from. And that comes from my father. My father used to sit me down and might have told me off and if I didn't get upset about it, he'd be like, why are you not upset? And when I get upset, he's like, don't get upset. So he used to confuse me. And it was good in one way, but bad in another way, because I used to hide emotions and then rebel. But as I got older, I realised you can't always rebel, channel that into something. But it's not that bad. So are
1: you still hiding your emotions?
0: No. I love it. I embrace it. I embrace all my emotions. But I know how to deal with it, you know, and I've got bipolar disorder as well. I noticed that from a very young age, and I go high and low, high and low. Mm-hmm. But the best way to manage it is like, when you're high, get uncomfortable. And when you're uncomfortable, get even more uncomfortable, so you never... either. Yeah, you never either, so you just ride in it. And always do something that you love. Do three things in the day that you truly love and they're selfish for yourself do three things that are uncomfortable, that mm-hmm. you don't want to do, and do three things where you're helping someone. And accordingly to that, I'm always just like, flowing. And I'm good, like, I always say to you, I'm good. My brother will tell you, I'll I sit down in meetings where we create something so big, or we had such great opportunity, and then someone's just taken it away from us. And my bounce back will be there and then. And they'll be scared of that. They'll be like, how? Like on one of my fights, I got knocked down in the second round. I got back up and I still fought and won the fight. Like I will never give up. And I and I love I love pain. There's a reason why I didn't train and I went to Brighton and I ran to London and I was laughing. Like, I didn't need to do that. And I put myself in an uncomfortable position. I strive off pain. When I exercise, I don't exercise like normal people. I don't even come my don't. reps. <laughs> I push myself. And when I push myself, I'm laughing. I'm confident. And I'm a bit of a, um, I use the word bully, I don't know why, but I'm a bit of like, um, I say I'm a bully in, in, in the streets. So I'm, like, I'm going to bully myself, mm-hmm. like so deep into it and just push, push, push. And I want to make other people feel a little bit uncomfortable, to make them elevate themselves. So by me making people feel uncomfortable is to help them grow.
1: A lot of people you know, work in that mindset. You know, I'm someone like that as well. If I'm in yeah. the gym, I can't have someone who's like, okay, do you want to do it? And they'll say no. Yeah. And they'll say, okay, I need someone who's like, do
0: it now. But even not to that extreme. Sometimes it can be, we work out together or I just sit there and I literally remind you about mm-hmm. certain things you don't want to be reminded about. Mm-hmm. Or like make you understand. I'm like, listen, there's mm-hmm. no fucking choice. But right now, this is what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And that just that. Because you know I lead by example, Yeah, you're going to elevate so that's why I'm a bully. Like in myself, I really put myself through it so I can lead by example. And when you're going through it, you have no choice, but this is what you're doing now. This is why you're here or else why you're here. Mm-hmm. Just leave. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. don't do it. And then that in itself is like
1: yep. ah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but people have you know? But people have to be motivated by that you have to know what you're motivated by some people are motivated by positive affirmation and some people are motivated by negative affirmation in certain elements of my life i'm motivated by negative affirmation which is in the gym i mean if you say i'm fat it's not going to motivate me to the gym but when i see that i have nice ab lines i'm like i want to keep going right so people are motivated by different things how do you adapt to your clientele
0: so when it came to clientele first of all like i will never train someone that i don't feel comfortable so I right. have to be picky with who I surround myself. And I think everyone should be picky. Yeah.
1: You should be picky when it comes to this. your relationship. You,
0: yeah. you should be picky with your companionship. I don't care if you're my brother, but if me, if you have certain habits, there's a, there's, there's a strict limitation between our relationship, even though you're my brother. Even if you're my dad and you've got certain habits I disagree with, there's I'm going to create restrictions between our relationship, even though you're my dad. If you're my missus and there's certain things about you that I dislike, I'll create limitations about how I spend my day, what we do when we're together, what do we actually do when we're together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I want just be free to allow you into my space, into my energy, you know, and that's mm-hmm. the same thing with clientele. And I think it doesn't mean you can't be cool with them, you can't be friends with them, but set your boundaries.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: when you set your boundaries, do what's good for you but respect others for what they want to do as well.
1: But you need to have self-worth, don't you? 100%. To do that. So people listening and watching this are probably thinking, right, well, that's great. You're so confident and you've got a lot of self-worth, but I don't. So what do I do?
0: Get get used to being uncomfortable. And when you do that, give value, help others, because there's nothing out there more rewarding and satisfying than when someone comes back to you and says, thank you.
1: It's true. Because
0: that then gives you, hope gives you happiness and then instantly your mind your mindset will tick it will just switch back like that's the only thing that'll switch your mindset nothing that you've accomplished you could have won you could have won a won, win a medal or you could have won, won a fight that satisfaction might last 30 seconds might last a minute might last a month might last a year and then what's next mm-hmm. but that that joy that happiness, that feeling will die away. But one thing that won't die away is when you help someone and matter when they come back to you to thank you, that joy will always stay the same, that fulfillment, that happiness. And then that in itself will give you confidence. And then that then now gives you in a, puts you in a headspace where if you help that person, why can't you not help yourself? Mm-hmm. And it's not always about helping yourself, first, sometimes it's about helping others. And truly doing it meaningfully where you don't want nothing in return.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But we're selfish for doing that because it's helping us yeah. and puts us in a good place. And then we can go. And that's the reason it goes back to why I'm so confident because I like to help people. Now, as long as I help people, and I plant my seeds, I walk away not wanting nothing, and I laugh about it, and I'm happy inside, and, and then I just I'm able to do
1: something. And it's important in that way. You figure out your strengths, don't you? Mm-hmm. A lot of us don't know our strengths. And that's why I put it in the planner. What, are you, what did you do well? What did you enjoy? Mm-hmm. A lot of people say to me, well, how am I going to find my strength? And I always say, just write down what you enjoyed about your day mm-hmm. or what went well. Mm-hmm. Because slowly, slowly, you'll start to have a list in your mind of the things that you're good at. And some of those things could be your strengths. And some things you're good at, you may not want to pursue. And that's totally fine. Yeah. But some things you just enjoyed that brought you, brought you a smile to your day. They could be your key strengths Mm -hmm. because you're going to want to keep doing them. And when you keep doing something, you're going to want to improve. And when you improve, you're going to want to be consistent and persistent. And I think that's how you get the numbers. That's how you get the end goal there is because consistency and doing something you love is the most important thing. But not everyone's lucky enough to find that immediately. And I think that's why it's so great that you've tried so many different things and you're only 26. You're still probably going to try so many more things. What's the future for... Property. <clears throat> I'm joking. What's no, the no, future
0: no. for you? <laughs> no, literally property, you're right. And I had this conversation with my brother yesterday. I said, I'm at stage right now. Propriety my baby. It's always yeah. been great. And we've been through a lot through Propriety and we're still, like I just got verified a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Like, that's mad. Mm-hmm. Like, that was something I wanted to accomplish about six years ago. I thought I was ready then, but now I've, I've gone through everything I've gone through now. Yeah, It's mad. Like I went viral, like a couple months ago. And I told people a month before that I was going to go viral. There's a video I said, listen, you guys have no choice but to watch me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then a month on that date, so from the 12th to the 12th, I went viral across the whole globe, around the whole world. I was on every single front page, every newspaper article. I was asked to go around the whole world to be interviewed. The brand deals that came off it and
1: what people before that. You ran in the snow, right?
0: But that's me, I do that regardless. Yeah. <laughs> so me posting that.
1: Yeah. Like the I said. coldest day of the year, you were running, yeah, right? Yeah, on the roadway, no? No. Or like I was, on your carriageways or something that, like that. that
0: was outside the Tottenham Stadium. Oh, okay. So fine. back in my hometown. But if you look a year before that, I was doing it.
1: Mm-hmm. And the year yeah, before that happy. I was doing, it. doing it. There's videos
0: there on my Instagram page that you can find from a year before that that I was doing that already. So that part's easy. Mm-hmm. You know? But then I did it with a ballet. And that was something I was doing it before I ran. <laughs> you know what I mean? There yeah. was if you go back a couple of posts before that, I was out running in my ballet because The whole ballet thing as well is, there's a massive urban culture out there. And I feel like if I can lead by example, some people are not confident, some people are not afraid to talk. And there's always those people who are struggling, but their voices and their stories can be so powerful, especially for people like myself and yourself, who like listening, Mm who can scroll through social media and connect to what people say. Because I feel like that's what your whole podcast is about. It's about helping others and being relatable through a visual piece of content, but more of a hearing rather than the reading form format. And their voices and their journeys, if they were able to speak about it, we can relate and learn. But let's get to sort of the face. So if I'm encouraging that you can wear a bag, you can be vocal and be so successful and achieve all of that, it will encourage all them other individuals, which we can learn so much more from them, that they can be well-spoken, they can speak out. It. It you don't have to show your face to be successful. And I can prove that from Pro PT when I first started. No one knew who I was. hmm and I became really successful. You did. And now that I'm out there, my face out there, I want to show people that like, you can cover your face. Like, right now, I'm sponsored by Kings. Mm-hmm. And Kings hair on the same belly that people are like, why are you wear a ballet? Mm-hmm. Now I'm getting paid to wear this. Mm-hmm. But a couple of months ago, why you wear a ballet? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, um... It's really a crazy
1: story, yeah, yeah. The opportunities yeah. are endless, and I think you know the biggest takeaway from this is just because you make a mistake doesn't mean you're going to be punished for it for the rest of your life, and doesn't mean you should punish yourself for it for the rest of your life. So thank you so much.
0: And a power of value.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: another thing before we close is like, what you're doing is amazing.
1: Thank
0: you. And um, <clears throat> not only that, I feel like we're very similar,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you're you're basically doing the formulas that. I've spoken about mm-hmm. what you're doing is it's very relatable and I feel like you can relate and I feel like you can take a lot from this and yeah. obviously like I want cool. I want the best for you
1: Thank and I mean
0: it from my heart I and I'm not just saying that because of the camera because we can cut this thing, I but know. I mean it and like just keep going man Thank have fun you. with it mm-hmm. like it's not about the money and yeah like them piece of equipment there you'll be sat here next year and
1: you'll be like fuck you know this is sick <laughs> and smile through it have fun it's true you know what I mean like it's, it's it's all good. I think it's so important to now enjoy the moment because mm-hmm. generally I'm someone who loves packing up my schedule. And last week I had such a big week and I remember saying to myself the week before, it's going to be over and you dreamed of weeks like this. Exactly. So just enjoy it. Enjoy and when it. I did, it was so much But I wasn't there stressed and everything go. went well because I was, I was happy. Yeah. And you even said it today, yeah. right? Like you're so much happier now.
0: Exactly. Like There's no limits. There's no rules. Mm-hmm. There's no rules in this game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just you. Be yourself. Leve- invest in yourself. Next, yeah. the next episode is going to be hopefully in your own podcast room. Mm-hmm. Like, just keep going and just have fun. Be creative. Make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Give back more. Give back more. It's not about money. They ever think you're too big for your boots? No one's too big. We're so all true. humble, we're all the same. The reason why our energy was so natural, mutual, because we met before we had different experience but look at us now yeah it's true and then hopefully in a year's time look where we're gonna be exactly you know and that's it and i wish you the best I'm, thank you like, and thank let's, you let's go Like, you lot support let's go. <laughs> subscribe make sure you like comment do the whole shambles spam the <laughs> comment and be like why is this guy wearing a belly and let's all have fun in it yeah Pick up everyone. thank you.
1: Thank you everyone and thank you so much for listening and watching this podcast wherever you're listening or watching if you could please press the follow like and subscribe button it would really mean the world to me